Hey everyone, just a quick heads up. Uh, we've got a content warning for around 21.15 for a brief discussion of suicide. I signal it really clearly in the recording, but I thought I'd put it up here just so y'all know. Anyway, thanks and enjoy the show. Hello, uh, I'm Jacob. I'm Emma. And welcome to our first episode of Winter 2019. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Wings of Desire. So basically, we have a real short time. <laughs> and we decided that it might be nice to take take a beat off popular pop films mm -hmm. and just talk about movies that we really like. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, this is my first pick. Yes. Wings of Desire. So, yeah, um, I guess I kind of want to talk about maybe, okay, maybe what we can do is I can talk a little bit about my history mm -hmm. with this movie. Mm hmm. And then we can summarize it real quick. Yes. And then we can move on to our okay. our likes and yikes. Yeah. Does that sound good to you? Yes. Okay. Um, so so I lived in, in Germany for two years. Um, and in that time, I was in Berlin for like three, like four months, somewhere around there. Um, and I really like fell deeply mm -hmm. um, in love with it. I was living in, in Neukölln. Um, which is like New Cologne is what you would say in English, I guess, maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, but that's, it's like the, it's super immigrant quarter. Um, close to it is Kreuzberg, which is very difficult to describe, but it's a district of the city that's like partially um, like heavily immigrant. So like mostly Turkish immigrants, I, I should. That's sort of the the big influx of mm -hmm. people in Germany is from Turkey. Um but also like stoners and hippies and there were like colleges there and um you know so it's it's basically like this just very strange conglomerate of all kinds of different people mm -hmm. and um i love it so much it's one of sort of my like favorite places in the world and there there's sort of um I don't, you know, I don't know how this is tangibly for people living there and especially like being, you know, I was, I mean, I was like there on a visa. So I wasn't really an immigrant. Right. I don't know how this is for like a Turkish person living there. And like, also like I'm, you know, white and whatever. So it's like, yeah. But what I felt there was this sort of radical acceptance and that like, I was like welcome to be there <laughs> and that you know, people weren't like looking down on me or sort of like, it was just a, a place where you could be yourself, whatever that meant to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something like a vision of the world <laughs> that I've like carried with me. And yeah. the thing is, yeah, to be clear, like there's all sorts of, you know, bad white nationalism in Germany, like to this day, mm -hmm. but like there is also a lot more than that, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. which is kind of leads us into this movie. <laughs> Which is a little bit about some of these things. Mm -hmm. yes. um, yeah. So I, I, this is actually a favorite movie of my parents as well. Um, and I watched it at my university's international cinema program like a year and a half after. I don't know how long exactly. Maybe just a year. Getting back uh, from Germany. And it just kind of whacked me back right uh, to Berlin. And I think it captured, we'll talk about this more in the pod proper, mm -hmm. but it captures this this experience of living in in a city living in sort of an urban space where you're surrounded by different kinds of people um and it's also just very beautiful and sort of dreamlike um 
in a way that I also captured the way I thought about my time in Germany, which was often very uh, surreal and strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Emma, do you want to launch into a little bit of the summary of the movie now that I've yapped? <laughs> sure. No, it was lovely. I Thank love you. it when you talk about Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, when, I, yeah, I just love thinking about, you know, when we, like, first met and known you, like, two weeks and you were like, I'm going to take you, like, to Kreuzberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was that like, sure, be, yeah. Be good. And so, someday. Um, yeah, so this was my first time watching this movie. Um, so, I think I know what happened yeah i mean i can always inter- i mean there's not there's not this <laughs> is one thing about this movie there's not a lot of plot not, yeah not a lot happens mm-hmm. um it's very like tone and like little moments as opposed to plot yes yeah. but it's so it's a movie that takes place in germany um in the 1980s um yeah it takes place in berlin specifically yeah and before um, the fall of the wall yes um and was filmed you know while the wall still up um that area and everything um and so in berlin there are angels who uh nobody can see them except like little kids and they just kind of like walk around and hang out and they like can hear everybody's thoughts all the humans um thoughts and so they just kind of observe humanity and what's going on um and occasionally they can like um console people like send them like good vibes um although it's slightly unclear but yeah they're mainly just there to like observe and record yeah it's sort of implied that they're they're like i mean like historians functionally right that they're there to sort of experience like the arc of history see Mm -hmm. where things go and tell like the story Mm -hmm. to future people of like what has happened you know yes Yes, the the two angels that we hang out with, um, Dam, uh, Damil and Casil. And Casil, yeah. Um, yeah, they talk about how they, you know, have been in Berlin since before Berlin existed, and you know how they're going to continue on. Um, except Damil doesn't want to continue on. Um, you know, uh, in the fashion that he has, um, he wants to, uh, basically become a human. He wants to experience. Like, what it's like to be in a body, what it's like to experience time, like, outside of eternity. And so he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, well, you're skipping an important, important oh. part of this, um, um, which is that he, he meets, uh, so our other main character, Marion, yes. who's a trapeze artist at a passing circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's French. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, he sort of starts, like spending time with her like as yes, as an angel right and watching her and sort of falls in love basically That's true. yes yeah. and that um adds to his desire i think it was there before yes um, it is yeah i mean he explicitly yeah. says yeah like um but it's even yeah it's interesting how anyway Casillo's like ah oh, that's you know that's just dreams whatever and mm-hmm. Daniel's like I gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta like take off my shoes, right? I gotta have that experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're they're good. Um, so yes, um, with some encouragement from Peter Falk playing Peter Falk. Yeah. Um uh who used to be an angel but became a human. Mm-hmm. Um, then Damil becomes a human and um some stuff happens to him and we could talk about it because it's all it's good yeah um but then yeah he you know ends up with marion the end 
Yep, that's pretty much it. It's basically, yeah, the structure of it is really, I mean, it's, yeah, it's literally, like, boy meets girl, boy faces <laughs> some, I mean, very, like, existential, <laughs> metaphysical difficulty in meeting up with girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although he is kind of jealous of that other guy at the circus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really a plot point. He's just, like, he all. just, like, kind of frowns. He's like, hmm. Well, yeah, he's just like, mm, look at that human. Right. I wish that was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, he, you know, drops to earth and gets the girl. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I feel like that makes it sound uh, a lot less profound <laughs> yeah, than it it's, actually it's is. Not, yeah, that's not really what the movie's about. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it is. It It felt quite long yeah when i was watching it it is slow it's all beautiful um Mm -hmm. but yeah not a ton happens no well it's it's very um i mean maybe we could talk about this a little but the the filmmaking is quite so um we should all set this up so the the scenes where you're getting things from the angel's perspective Mm -hmm. it's in black and white yes right and then um, there's moments in like the first, you know, hour and a half or so of the movie where it goes to color and you're sort of in this human perspective. Mm-hmm. But in the last half hour is basically exclusively color. Yeah. As like, you know, starting when Damriel like return, it comes to earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, but it's, oh, it goes, it goes like, that's, you know, the super, but it also goes beyond that. The, the cinematography in um the first half is very ethereal like you move through walls there's a lot of like you sort of hover above things your relationship with space is sometimes like confusing or sort of like there's i mean maybe actually one of my favorite sequences in any movie (laughs) is this sort of it's close to the beginning when you you get this this you know above shot of this apartment complex mm-hmm. right and like next to a train yard and like i probably you know rode by this apartment complex at some point and um and then you sort of get you know one of the angels it's not really clear who like walking down through like the different levels of yeah. the apartment complex and like floating out the window and then like yeah, back it's in, like you know. it's film like from their point of view so it's like you're just kind of floating through space like as if you know Right. You were moving that way, and it's very, it's very cool. Yeah. Um, do we want to? <laughs> I want to come back to this, um, but we haven't done our likes. Oh, and we likes. have not. We have not done that. Yeah, we. We should, also we did not that. say the name of our show, which is Seasons. I think I thought I did, but mm. okay. Well, I meant to. <laughs> Show's called Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, do you want to start, or should I start? Sure. Um, my like. Oh, it's so cute. Um, a lot of the acting um, for the angels is, like, they're not, they don't talk a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the acting is just, like, physical. And there's such a good moment where um, uh, Damiel is, like, at the circus. And he's just kind of, like, hanging out, like, watching Marion and following her. Um, and she's got, like, you know, these this, like, costume with wings on. Um, and she comes down from the trapeze. And some uh, some guys in the circus, they're like, oh, like, look at the angel walking by. Um, like, talking about Marion. But Damiel thinks, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, they see me. <laughs> and he, like, just, like, he, like, jumps. He's, like, so startled and, like, clutches at his heart. Um, and it's so cute. <laughs> it's so precious. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he, like, realizes and kind of just like wipes the sweat off his brow and continues on. <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice little I mean yeah, I think like Bruno Gans is the actor who mm-hmm. who plays Damriel. Um 
and like anyway he's uh real good in this movie and it's just a, like a i mean it's not like subtle exactly but it's very like expressive and like mm-hmm. it's also yeah like there's it's not a movie that i think about being funny yeah when i like think about wings of desire but it is like sometimes very funny in sort of this warm yeah like comforting like charming way. yeah and but like quick it doesn't yeah like revel in it no yeah it's i mean yeah it doesn't even have like i mean it's not even it's not a you know it's a, i guess a comedy in the sense that like things turn out well <laughs> yes you know um but it's yeah but it's not even like hamlet where it's like oh you have like the grave diggers you know <laughs> yeah. and that's like the funny part right there's nothing like that but. Mm-hmm. but it's very good i like it a lot yeah um my yike uh it's silly um but like all the dude angels have i think some of the girl angels too although yeah. you don't see there's like girl angels but you don't you don't they don't ever say anything and you don't like spend yeah. time with them no they're yeah. cool i like them yeah. um they look very like imposing and yeah hot i like <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, um yeah so like the dude angels they have like these little little tiny ponytails like at the nape of their neck um and i just am not a fan <laughs> That's a perfectly good thing for this. Uh, so my yike is weird. I like, yeah, I mean, we. this is like a movie I pick because it's one of my favorites. I like adore everything about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard for me to figure out what, uh, but I sort of figured something out. But the thing is, in order for me to set it up, I'm going to talk about something that I like about this movie. <laughs> so, um, so, so the when you follow the people's thoughts, you follow them in the language that they're thinking them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Peter Falk is always like talking in English, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne is mostly French, mm-hmm. you know, I think she does have like one head monologue that's in, mm-hmm. that's in German. Um, and you know, I mean, most of it's in German, but you also like have sort of these immigrant families and like, I don't know exactly what language, but you know, it's Turkish or, mm-hmm. or Arabic maybe. And you know you don't like interact. You don't you don't understand, right? You're mm-hmm. you're just you get this moment with them, and you hear their speech, right? But you don't understand what it is. And like obviously there are people who do understand, mm-hmm. but like not you know the the target audience of the film is mostly German mm-hmm. speaking, yeah, English speaking. Yeah, and it's speaking, also right? it's not subtitled. It is not subtitled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the you know in the version of it we watched anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe some fans got through and subtitled all that somewhere. But anyway. But so the thing is, I like that. I like that this um, because especially the movie, you know, it in some ways gives the viewer like a lot of agency and is like letting I mean, like kind of gives you this experience of like exploring and being a part of the city. Mm-hmm. But it still like blocks things off from you and you don't like understand everything and like can't understand everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that a lot. Um, and I also like I don't know. I um, so I have it. I haven't seen all of Schindler's List, um, but my friend who also was so was in Germany with me uh, in Berlin, actually, at the time, uh, like, didn't like that movie much. And one of the things he said about it is, like, yeah, nobody can decide, like, how German this movie is. And, like, some German accents are, like, this ridiculous thing, and some of them are pretty mild, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, nobody knows what the deal is. Um you know, so I appreciate that, like, yeah, they're actually, like, giving these people space to, like, speak in their language, right? And, like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, oh, we'll just do it all in German or whatever. Like, yeah. it's, like, we're gonna... But uh, the thing is that those... That movie doesn't center those 
uh, people. There are, I mean, there's, with the exception of Marion and uh, there's also Homer. There's sort of a Homer mm-hmm. figure. Um, those two are the people that the movie, like, follows throughout. You only get, like, small vignettes with people. Mm-hmm. But you get you get a lot more small vignettes with, with German folks yeah. than you get with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish the movie, like, gave, you know, like, even, like, yeah, like, a Turkish immigrant who's maybe, like, who's basically, like, native language is German, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, thinking in German, you know, like, that kind of experience would be nice to, like, explore. Mm -hmm. Um, And the movie doesn't go there. And I don't think it's, like, yeah, I don't know that it's, like, bad. Or I also don't think it's not, like, it's thinking about mankind in this kind of diverse way, Mm -hmm. right? But it's still very focused on, like, the, the white folks in this movie yeah for sure um yeah for me it was it was kind of cool just to see like yeah there were just i mean i asked jake about this there were like so many women in hijab just like in the background and like moving through scenes and everything like just with everybody else um and i asked yeah like if it was like that in germany and you said you know that there were more women than that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's even more now probably because yeah, I was because I was, time has passed. Well, I was mm-hmm. there before the big like mm, refugee, yeah. you know, thing where lots of people yeah. got let in. Yeah, so um, that was that was just like cool for me to see, like, you know, um Yeah, that's I don't not really know something we get to experience. Yeah, cuz I don't really know how like immigrant programs work in the US. Um but in Germany basically like you sort of get hooked up with the government and the government like puts you somewhere but like a bunch of different places, right? So naturally, like, there are more people in cities, mm-hmm. but, like, even in small towns mm. and, like, you know, in, like, a house, like, a you know, the whole neighborhood row might be German, but there's still, like, a Syrian family that lives on this row because, yeah. like, that's where they were assigned to live by, you know. At least that's, yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on this kind of policy, but just saying that, like, that was something that was part of my experience yeah. there. Wherever I lived was that there were lots of people who were not native Germans, often didn't speak German. So, what was your like? My like? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the, the climax of the movie, um, when when Daniel finally meets up with Marion, uh, takes place during uh, a Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a little moment uh, where... Uh, so Cassiel's there. So at this point, you know Damiel's human, right? And Cassiel's like reading uh, the thoughts of Nick Cave, and Nick Cave is like, "I'm not going to sing about. It. I'm not going to tell you about a girl. I'm not going to tell you about a girl." And then he grabs the microphone and says, "Let me tell you about a girl." <laughs> and it's very. I don't know. I think it's a very funny. Yeah, it's another one of those moments. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like very. You know, that's funny, but also just very like subtle and like. It's also fun because like I mean he does. That's actually the thing I didn't put the notes uh, for this episode, but like this movie is really interested in performance and physical performance, mm-hmm. and so yeah, like the movie spends a long time just watching Nick Cave like <laughs> sing a couple songs, yep. you know, but not, um, you know, but you don't really hear him speak outside of that that one moment, and it's like a nice yeah. little thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So oh, I think to go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, just, like, about the filming, um, especially in the beginning of the movie, um, how, like, the camera, like, moves as the angels would and everything. Um, I was just struck in that whole section, um, of how contradictory everything felt, and not, like, in a bad way. It was just, like, the cam- like, you could tell, like, the camera was, like, highly controlled, 
but it felt haphazard. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, you could hear the thoughts of, like, multiple different people going on at the same time. So it was, like, a little slightly chaotic, but it felt calming. <laughs> and yeah. I just kept, like, I wrote down, like, five different examples in my notes of just, like, things being both, like, soothing and unsettling. Um but not in a negative way. I don't know if you have um, any words to describe <laughs> what I was experiencing. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> or if you feel that. I'm really... Yeah, this movie's just extremely my thing. Um, so I think this movie's interested in um, a little bit like spaces... I mean, liminal things. Mm-hmm. You know, spaces between oh, yeah. two different spaces, right? I mean, the city itself and so much of the action... Yeah. This is like on public transit, is on the street, right? It's in these places where you don't stay, but you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that even that experience, right, where, you know, you have these, like, these calm moments. I mean, I think it's exploring, like, yeah, that I think part of it is, I mean, this is, sorry, I'm, I'm getting all over the place, but something about living in the city that I that I love, actually, is that you, you only get these, like, small fragments of things. You get, like, little windows into people's lives constantly. Mm-hmm. And the movie sort of captures that and captures this sort of the way in which that becomes, at least to me, like, beautiful and meaningful despite sometimes being, like, strange and awful or confusing, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, I think there's an example of this where... Well, I mean, and there's kind of, so there's a, there's a scene where, yeah, and, uh, I'll, anyway, I'll put this up front too, but there's, we're going to talk about suicide very briefly, mm-hmm. uh, cause there's a scene where Castle's trying to console someone who's about to commit suicide mm-hmm. and anyway, he jumps off a building and Castile like oh, kind of, so good. it's a really good scene. Yeah. Uh, he kind of goes into this, you know, exist, goes into this negative place. Right. Mm-hmm. And the camera becomes super frantic and is moving all around. And, like, it, you see these, like, scenes of, whoa, you know, someone who's, like, maybe suffered an overdose, like, draped over in a telephone booth Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, a child crying that he's lost. Um, And then the the music, like, really fast and sort of, like, this staccato-y, like, dissonance. Mm -hmm. And then it just slows. And you get this, like, slow flapping of a wing, right? Mm -hmm. And, And then you get... World War Two footage, right? Like images bombing, and you hear like sirens. But mm-hmm. the effect is this sort of calming mm-hmm. sensation. This, this. Um, I don't know. It, it's a movie in some ways about working through uh, trauma, and like the movie mm-hmm. that Peter Falk is there to work. You know, is a World War Two like yeah. neo noir detective movie, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's this yeah element of like trying to deal with the horrible things that were that were done like in this place mm-hmm. right yeah uh, both to germans and you know by germans right yeah mm-hmm. and like how do you sort of and the thing is i think it it it's it's fundamentally a really optimistic movie in some ways or at least believes in the beauty of life and so finds this yeah this moment that should seem chaotic and scary to like put into perspective like the the pain and trauma of history mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, sorry, I went off on you. No, camera. it's good. I have um, another question to ask you. I was just looking at my notes. Um, do you think that us watching with it with subtitles um, revealed like more thoughts and speech than we would have heard otherwise? Yeah, there's definitely some. So my German's all right, mm-hmm. um, but there was stuff I wouldn't have caught. I mm-hmm. think 
Yeah, um, well, I'm wondering even like if a native German, because there were some scenes where it was like, yeah, no, I think it's it was true. like three or you know multiple people like thinking at the same time. Yeah, and like the subtitles would try to get like all of them. Right, and I'm wondering like you know, is that that's a good question? Does it kind of like you know in those like moments? Um, I mean, I think it changes the experience somewhat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it makes I don't know if it makes it worse or better. I think yeah. it's just different. Um, but yeah, that's interesting because there is sort of, yeah, there's a lot of like audio element to this, the way you're, and also, yeah, it's so, that's the thing is even though, um, I mean, some of the shots are really close, but like, it's often like medium shots of mm-hmm. people and stuff, but the sound is so intimate. It's so yeah. close. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's clear that like, you know, they recorded this like in a studio, right. <laughs> yeah. Like away from the scene that they're filming. Right. But it's just always this like really sort of quiet meditative, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, and so yeah, there's that NTPC there, but also like a, a distance, like through the way, like multiple things converging on each other that is also communicated. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was just something I was thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, something I kind of wanted to get at, and this is uh, related to what we were talking about, or what I was talking about earlier about like urban experience. Um, so there's a few moments where so either children or other angels mm-hmm. will look at the camera directly mm-hmm. and smile yeah. right because it's like these pov shots um and it's always it's it's kind of unsettling but not in like in a bad way like it's not scary <laughs> but it's yeah. always like whoa like they're looking at me uh-huh. like they can see me and in some ways as well like this is a movie that's kind of exploring cinema that's exploring like the experience of looking of the powerful eye that you have like as uh as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. and in some ways like kind of rejects that i guess at the end is like no like being human that's what you want like you don't want the Mm -hmm. sensation of you know the the cinematography like the the sort of all-seeing like all-knowing person right what you want is the the small and the human and like ignorance and Mm -hmm. right maybe not ignorance is maybe the wrong word but like the the you don't know things and you can't know things Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. i'm wondering if um that can connect to like obviously um the movie that like peter falk is there shooting um but also because he has multiple scenes where he talks about drawing um and how like it's like impossible to like capture people um through drawing um and stuff while he's like you know experiencing them like in person and he can't like replicate them on the page you know you can only like you can only really look at them right yeah well but i think that's something that i mean it's especially interesting because we know that peter falk is an mm-hmm. angel you know that's sort of mm-hmm. we find that out like later in the movie right mm-hmm. um but that he like kind of treasures that experience of like trying to get at what someone is like mm-hmm. through this sort of like abstract mm-hmm. strange means you know yeah um that like yeah like he used to have perfect knowledge he could have like you know, gone to this movie set, some other actor would be there and like looked at this woman that he draws and like known everything about her. But mm-hmm. like now he can't, but like still like seeks this like connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, yeah, I just kind of want to jump into something else that's related. Um, this movie treasures the experience of the physical yeah, in a way that I think is so uh, beautiful and, and profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my another one of my favorite moments in the movie is right after Daniel falls uh, from heaven and he gets oh, yeah. like his head bonked. He has like this armor, this like angel armor or whatever, 
and he gets like hit the head with it. So he grabs it and he's walking away and he's like, wait, I can't, my head hurts. And he like grabs his head and he has blood and he licks it mm-hmm. and he smiles and then says it has a taste. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's just so magic mm-hmm. that like, there's this, there's this spirit or there's this like profoundness, like this immensity to like feeling something to sensation mm-hmm. that's like so it's just overwhelmingly powerful and beautiful yeah. no i i really like that scene too um and it's yeah one of the things that i liked about the movie um is how it like talks about childhood and children oh yeah um yeah because i was like the children children can see the angels right and um, they're the only ones and so and when <coughs> Demio, um like falls you know becomes a human um he is like very childlike in a lot of things and just like yeah i love you know when he's up pointing to the graffiti on the wall right and asking this man like what's what's that color what's that color what's that color um and stuff it's very cute but like i think like you know explicitly what this movie is like trying to convey is that like that experience um that's like childlike of like appreciating the physical and the things around us like can like doesn't have to be in the past doesn't have to be a thing of childhood right um mm-hmm. because um i didn't entirely understand this part but throughout the movie there's just like a hand writing and like narrating about like you know a child right it's like um, it's like as the when the child, the child was a child. Was a child yeah. I was yeah. just kind and kindvar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, you know, experienced this and it felt this and it's things, you know, about like puddles and berries and like all these physical sensations yeah. and stuff. But then at the end of the movie, um, it's like, it's like talking about like when the child was a child, but like, it's like now, yeah. you know, it, it experiences these Right, things. I think it's like, I'm trying to, there's something about berries, and then it's like, yeah, and, and it's still, it's still like, yeah, has it's this like, experience, Yeah, right? the berries, like, you know, I don't remember Stained his mouth red or whatever. And they and still then, do, and right, like, you yeah. know, and it liked, you know, the child liked the sound of the rain, and it still does, right. um, and stuff. And so, yeah, I thought that was cool, and seeing, you know, um, because, like, this is all new for Daimyo, but like it can still like adults can still have those experiences. Right. And, and I, I thought it was it was lovely. It was just beautiful to watch. Yeah. Well, it's such a I mean, I think maybe we can get a little bit into the way the romance works, because I think that's mm-hmm. one of the more interesting. I mean, it's very complex, um, but also maybe gets into some weird territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, not it's not. That <laughs> it's it's not like that it's not too bad. But um, anyway, but that's something. So initially, right, you have. Damriel, who's like this angel, mm-hmm. Damiel, and he's like, he's like spiritual and like, you know, metaphysical, right? That he's all about this very <laughs> philosophical, right? Yeah. And like, he longs for this physicality, right? Yeah. But that's not in the first part of the movie. And then you meet Marion, who's a trapeze artist. She's literally this embodied performer. The first thing you see her do in the movie is, you know, practice um, at doing trapeze. And I also like, she's another one of these performances there's i mean there's another musician mm-hmm. i don't remember what band it is unfortunately it's in the first concert um in the movie and there's basically her and like those two bands like yeah. get these extended moments where you're watching them mm-hmm. perform yes um and especially like she gets this very like physical yeah right it's um, like just 
like, 90 seconds <laughs> of just, like, watching her dance. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. or, you know, do something on the trapeze or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And um, so there's sort of this dichotomy that's being set up that's, like, very sort of, um, I mean, heteronormative and traditional, mm-hmm. where, like, the man is, you know, this, like, like reason and spirituality, and yeah. and then the woman is, like, you know, physical and, and passionate and, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, and you get that, like, <laughs> she really like this moment where when she's first practicing, we're like, get yourself together, Marion. And she's like, get, like, get myself together. I am together. <laughs> like, you know, what do you think I'm doing? Um, and the phrasing in German is really great, but I won't get into that. Um, <laughs> and I think like, uh, but the movie complicates that it moves towards something more uh, interesting than that. I think. Yeah. Um, I can go into that if you don't have anything to add. I just want to give you the Yeah, space. I don't think I have anything to add. We'll say, yeah, and we, like, we like talked about this before, um, after right after we watched the movie. Because, um, I mean, ever since... Well, this is a weird tangent. Ever since I saw Wonder Woman, <laughs> I'm, like, can more noticeably, like, notice how, like, the camera looks at women. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's because... a, I mean, that's an interesting... Exactly. Like, that's a movie that very actively tries to resist male yeah. gaze. And yeah, that's, and way. it's, you know, when I saw that movie, I was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Like, this is different. Um, so ever since then, I've just got, you know, just kind of watch that um, and notice it when I can. Um, and, yeah, I will say, it's not, like, this movie is really not that creepy. It could have been a lot creepier yeah um because he he's just like following following this woman around um yeah and stuff um and like at one part um he like goes into her trailer and like watches you know as she like undresses um and stuff and it's like it's not it's not too creepy um but some of at least you know on on a first watching we'll say like some of the extended shots of just like watching her um it didn't feel like it objectified her body like it didn't focus on like any parts specifically yeah um but it was interesting because yeah like the movie doesn't really do that to anybody else no um it like moves with people and like the purpose of the shot is like you're listening to their thoughts and they're like doing something or you're seeing them think just uh, there's a few shots in this movie where or scenes where it's like uh, not silent you know things are happening in the background but all she is doing is like moving um right. which like it has interesting th- things to say obviously like you know it's more complicated i don't think you know it's objectifying her yeah um no but it's definitely i mean it's this i mean it's a scene literally about like i mean sort of this angel like experiencing Mm-hmm. like sexual desire right like that's what the scene is mm-hmm. you know and it's more i mean i don't think it's like so because there's also these long sequences both before and after where you're just with marion as she's like thinking about the world mm-hmm. and like you know thinking about um like how she's gonna like make you know ends meet and like how sad she is that the circus is gonna end soon mm-hmm. and like kind of or also like how happy she is to like be with these people that she really cares about and mm-hmm. like you know there's she gets a lot of interiority yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of like her own individual voice but that is a moment explicitly where like she is being she's an object that is looked at mm-hmm. right and i don't think like i feel like that's the one part in the movie where it does that right well i think i feel like I it, mean, it does that multiple times that that part's like the most overt right and it's like is the point of the scene right yeah. like it 
it belongs there. It's not extraneous. Right. Um But yeah. It was just yeah, well, but, I something mean, I was thinking about. No, I think you're right. But there is a distinction between when she's performing and mm-hmm. then when she's, like, being looked at as she's, like, undressing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like those, yeah. Like oh, I'm thinking mostly of when she's dancing at the, like, at the club. Oh, at the club. Okay, that's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's also a moment where, uh, like, she, like, Damiel, like, grabs her hand. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, in, in the, I mean... Obviously, he's actually grabbing her hand because yes. it's a movie, but um, but it sort of communicates this like oh somehow that's through through this like spiritual touch they're able to communicate something mm-hmm. uh, like when Castle's trying to con- you know console this um, this guy who's you know suffering su- suicide ideation mm-hmm. he um, you know like holds him and mm-hmm. like you know so there's yeah. this so that she like expresses like oh I have this feeling of like wellness and mm-hmm. like wholeness right. Um, so, so it's another moment of connection, but it's still using that kind of, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about how it sort of complicates this yes, and then we can get into uh, some of the problems with that too. Um, <laughs> Go for it. That's, yeah. that's about all I have to say on that aspect. No, I think that's, I think you're, you know, you're smart. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's a really great shot that I think starts to epitomize the way this, that sort of initial dichotomy that the movie sets up is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's before the last performance of the circus. Mm-hmm. She's like getting ready, you know, and she's got this mirror up oh, in her yeah. trailer. That's a cool scene. And, um, at first Daniel's like standing over her and then he like goes and like, is like looking at her through the mirror mm-hmm. and they, you know, become the mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm. And that's an image that the movie sort of returns to yeah. later. Uh, there's a really long, like, at the very end of the movie, Marion gives this very long monologue <laughs> oh, yeah. where she's, like, talking to Damriel about, like, love and, you know, everything, basically, right? <laughs> yes. And she's just, like, talking to him. Um, and that's a motif that it returns to, right? But there's sort of this, there's this equivalence, right? And yeah. there's a way in which, like, he, you know, longs to become physical and eventually becomes physical. And then in the movie, like, she gets this space where she's, like, mm-hmm. expressing this long, like, philosophical, yeah, you know. So there is this element that's, like, they sort of switch roles or become, like, you know, there's a wholeness there, mm-hmm. a complexity, right? Um, that I think it's really, I mean, really beautifully expressed. Yeah. The thing about this, though, <laughs> uh, is that there's, like, there's a part... In this monologue, which is like, there's no story like ours, the oh. story of man and woman, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, man, that's some heteronormative stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's what that is. Like, I see you. Mm-hmm. You know? And the thing is, I don't think, to my mind, there's nothing about this movie that wouldn't work if the angel was also a woman. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Miriam was a man, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't think there's there's something that would fundamentally change. I mean, you, they would be shot differently. Like, that scene also where you know, watching them undress mm-hmm. would play differently, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think that's, but like this movie can, it's easy for me to imagine that movie existing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still frustrating that in the text of this one, and a movie that's also so much about the diversity of human experience and the value of that diversity, yeah. that it doesn't uh, sort of allow for like, you know, uh, a sexuality or a partnership that's mm-hmm. different than between men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, yeah, even though it's invested in and interested in the fluidity between those kinds of groups. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah, because the the way the movie talks about that, too, is I think (laughs) she says, I think she says again, you know, I am together. Mm -hmm. It's like he's been been with Damiel at the end. And, like, this sense of, like, 
like I yeah like two people or one person and like there's this you know sense of really like intimate connection right mm -hmm. and becoming like more than the sum of your own parts or that like you know that yeah like there's more there between two people mm -hmm. than like either of them have alone and it's I think yeah just like a really beautiful like yeah. interesting idea mm -hmm. I don't know I'm kind of interested in um um so there's a practice I learned this from another podcast um there's a uh like a monastic spiritual practice um called florilegia mm -hmm. and it's basically you like write down or you like mark um parts in scripture that like speak to you or spark something within you yeah and then you go through and like put all the things that's you know sparked something together and like look at the you know pull them out of the text and look at them together um so i just yeah, because I wrote down, like, three specific quotes. Yeah. Um, and I just, like, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's something there that we can talk about. Um, I did write down that it has a taste um, that we already yeah. discussed because mm -hmm. it's so it's so good. Yeah. Um, but I also, the other quotes I wrote down were um, in towards the beginning when uh, Damiel is telling Casil how he, like, wants to be a human. And he says... Um, something like, I want to feel a weight within. I wrote that yeah. down. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last quote I wrote was, um, and I don't even remember who said it. I don't know if it was Damiel or yeah, it must have been. <laughs> um, but towards the end of the movie, um, the quote I just have is, I learned to be amazed. Yeah, I think that is, that's Damiel. So the last scene, which is also a good summation of some of the, is like, um, Marion practicing uh like a oh, you know right. acrobatic routine that's and she, right. he's like holding the rope and there's this sort of internal monologue where he's talking about you know when yeah. they when they got down last night mm -hmm. you know that's but right. it's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he kept he kept just down and gallant that's yeah that's good yeah learn to be amazed yeah um i i feel like that's part of the the thing is that this movie i mean we talked about this already doesn't really have a plot it's a series especially early on mm -hmm. a series of vignettes of moments that are like loosely strung together mm -hmm. sometimes you know sometimes you sort of follow you know these people like through a logical time and space progression but most of the time it like flits around mm -hmm. it's moving constantly right um but like that's what like the life is and like mm -hmm. the way we experience memory in some ways is mm -hmm. like this fractured fragmented way of like seeing and thinking mm -hmm. and so i yeah oh i remembered something oh go ahead i want to talk about um so like this movie is like all about lonely people yeah um like all the humans that we visit like there's the one specifically um like the taxi driver who is thinking about like um, how, like, people are their own individual states, and, like, oh, everyone yeah. else has to pay a toll, like, to enter into their space. Right. Um, mm. which I thought was a good moment. Um, and stuff, but, like, so many of the people whose thoughts we see, it's, like, parents who, like, don't know how to deal with their teenage son, um, or, like, a <laughs> yeah, man... he only learned rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bought him a drum set, uh, and he only learned rock and roll. Um, or, like, there's a man who, like, feels betrayed by his wife, um, and then, like, I, I thought, I assumed that all these parts, um, 
the lots of the parts where we were thinking, you know, with Marion, that she was, like, feeling, like, sad and lonely, um, although she does, like, you know, the, when they have that, like, party at the night, like, she feels happy, and, she, you know, she says she's happy to be with people, but then at the end of the movie, she's like, I have never been lonely, <laughs> right. um, um, but she, like, now that she is, like, um, in this, yeah. like, partnership, she can be lonesome, and right. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah. this so whole I movie think... <laughs> is, like, about, like, people who are, like, trying to connect to each other. And she's like, I've never been lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think, so the word, um, the word in German, so it's lonesome, is probably the better, mm-hmm. the closer translation. I don't, I think that's what it says, Some at least, well, she, I think it alternates maybe between Yeah, because she's like, and... I've never been lonely, but right. now I can be lonesome. Right. Um, so it's einsam, which is literally, it's like, one sum or like yeah. one thing right mm-hmm. and so i think there's sort of a a play like there's a wholeness to like being lonesome okay. that like you you are like complete on your own mm-hmm. you know um but also like can share that with someone else mm-hmm. Oh, that's sort of how mm. I read that last. Um, but yeah, the thing is, it's also like, it's also a lot of text at the very end of the movie. And you're like, <laughs> there's like a point where you're like, okay, I know, like, I know what, I know what's happening. I know what, you know, I know what, how this movie's going to end. Can we like get to it? Um, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I think, yeah, that idea makes a little more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But I think, I mean, this is a movie I think that rewards uh, multiple viewings. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, this is my third time, I think, but it's going to be, yeah, it's become something of a yearly tradition now. And I think it will continue uh, to be, yeah. you know, it's just great. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Probably need something to occupy my hands. <laughs> yeah. Pull my crochet out <laughs> oh, it's fair. for the it's second fair. time around. Yeah. It's weird. I felt, well, part of it is that the, the first times I watched it were in a theater or theater like setting because mm-hmm. it was a national cinema. And then I watched it in a class. Uh, about German cinema, which was like had like eighty people on it, you mm-hmm. know, and so it was a big classroom, and we had a projector, and you know, and so I had a much more like cinematic experience. This was my first time like watching it at home with someone, mm-hmm. and, the, and I felt the length of it a lot more <laughs> this time. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank you for showing me this movie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, uh, well, Emma, what movie are going to watch next week? Yeah, so next week we're going to watch. One of my favorite movies that Jacob's never seen before, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, um, Ben Stiller directed and acted movie. I'm uh, super jammed. Did he write it too? Uh, I think so. Okay. Maybe. All right. I think there were other people, and it's also based on... Yeah, there's um, another movie. Yeah. Or maybe there's... I think there's a short story too. I think there's a short story in like the 20s, <laughs> and then there was like right. a short movie in the 30s. Yeah. I, well, I think it's a musical. I think it's like a anyway. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm pumped. I'm yeah. scared a little because I've yeah. talked a bunch about how much I like this movie, um, and it is, uh, at least in like style and composition, the opposite of this movie. <laughs> opposite of wigs. Yes. Of yeah. Wigs of desire. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't have. I've seen. One minute of this movie, you showed me like one minute, and yeah. it was it was fine. <laughs> so I don't have a, I don't have a take. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully, I'll like it. Mm-hmm. I think I will. Yeah. I like you. So it's a good, good start. Yeah. All right. 
so we are supported by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. We're hosted, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can find them on abnormalmapping.com mm-hmm. and on patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Uh, where can you find us on the internet? So you can find us at tw- on Twitter at Seasons Movie Pod, and you can also email us at seasonspod at gmail.com. Um, I'm always checking the emails. I'll never stop checking. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at U of Wales, letter U, Wales the mammal. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, jacob.benfell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's B-E-N-F-E-L-L. Um, you can also find... Oh, wait, did you talk about the animal map? No. Thing? Yeah, okay. you can find you can find our show and all the past seasons. You can find, you know, our <laughs> our Star Wars season um, that we completed um, at uh, abnormalmapping.com slash seasonsmoviepod or on iTunes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tune in next time for Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes.